Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, everyone loves Lapis. Hello. Hello. Ahoy. Hi. Hi, hi, hi no voice. Sorry. Hello. Exciting night? Um, it was a long night yesterday, and it was a mixture of already having a sore throat slash losing a voice, and then, oh, hey, let's go to a football game, and oh, hey, the game's really, really exciting, and oh, hey, I have no voice today. So, uh, <laughs> this is the this is the end effect of all of that combined to one, so I apologize. I'll be muting myself off and on for coughing and sneezing purposes, that was me all last week, so yes. no worries. We are used to this. <laughs> this is our MO. Also, <clears throat> uh, yeah. So here's a question. Uh oh. Are complete blowout games exciting? So, is that only if you're coaching them? Or is that in all instances, in your opinion? So for for me, it's definitely part of the coaching aspect. Um, it definitely okay. wasn't a blowout game in the first half. Um, it was actually like twelve to eight for like the longest time because we want okay. we wanted to try different things, give different looks, and and they're like, oh yeah, let's try this. Oh, that didn't work. All right, let's try this. Mm, that didn't work. Oh, and what is this? That didn't work. So <laughs> halftime came in. And you're like, you know what, let's just go back to our usual stuff. And then that's when the floodgates opened, per se. And it was it was really exciting because a lot of our, um, especially a lot of my kids, my tailbacks, my running backs, um, mm-hmm. my linebackers, um, did a lot of good things that game. So it was really exciting. I was really hyped for them. Um, ah, okay. I, was, I was pretty much talking the entire time of the game, uh, calling plays, <laughs> situations, things like that. And so it just perpetually got worse. So by the end of it, I was like, Hey gosh, why don't we just try to get this in there? And it it I was also extremely hungry, so I was like just shoveling sunflower seeds in my mouth, which that yes was that's a weird that's helpful. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> for a dry horse throat, yes, add some yes. salty so, sunflower seeds. Nice. <laughs> so a little bit of a little bit of everything mixed with that um, kind of perpetuated the current situation. But um, this morning I felt absolutely terrible. I was I coughed all night. I was sneezing. I had the biggest headache. Um, I don't have a headache now, but I have my bottle of um, allergy stuff like sitting right next to me, and that's helped a lot because I can actually I'm like, wow, I haven't sneezed as much today as I did yesterday. That's all. <laughs> so there you go. It's 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 a little it's a little bit of everything happening all at once. Uh-huh. Uh, I was supposed to go to a birthday party in Tahlequah today for one of Shelby's friends. I was like, I am not moving. I am so sorry because I will sneeze on everybody and that is not yeah. what we want. And so I stayed home and recovered and am on the recovery slope upwards. Very nice. Yes, for horse voices, might I recommend Grather's Pastilies? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be gummy lozenges. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I never, I never learned really... more about that. Re- <laughs> Go back and listen to <laughs> Oh Brother, A Mistaken Identity. Indeed. Yeah. I never, I never really thought about lozenges like that. Back to like, you. Especially for like 
teaching wise, <laughs> but I need to get something for my um my little dress or my little desk thing because yeah, that would be nice. I was sitting there noticing that Friday and I was like, oh, I have to do this all day. Yeah, especially uh, for days like that. Well, I mean, especially for you because it, I just use them mostly at the beginning. And like this this week I've been like dealing with the after effects of extreme allergies. So like my throat's been sore a little bit, but mm-hmm. not too bad. And um, but yeah, if you're going to be doing class all day long and then like have practice or games that I think that would be something you might want to check out. So, yeah. can, like, you know, actually I, talk. I, I, I have, I have <laughs> talking. A little, I have a coaching bag that has all my, <clears throat> my little notes and stuff. And I've just accumulated things over time. Like I have I have, a, have an emergency pack of gum in there since I chew gum a lot. I have a pack of sunflower seeds Good. in there and um, I have my allergy and like ibuprofen stuff in there too. And so I was like, I need to make a list. Excellent. I need to throw in there. So every on away games, like I, I always take that with me. Cause I'm like, knowing my luck, I'll be stuck in the middle of nowhere. My allergies will start kicking in. So I was like, I need to have an emergency bag. And throw <laughs> lozenges are next on my list. Well, nice. you do coach football in Oklahoma. So the chances that you're going to be in the middle of nowhere are, are very, very high. high. <laughs> Turns very. out. Let me, let me just Google real quick where, um, we'll be playing. It's it's an away game next Friday. And, whoops, that's not a spell it. Um, and Google and oh goody, it's not in the middle of nowhere. So great. That's not, it's not that far from us, sort of. Okay, now what is not that far in Oklahoma speak? Well, hold yes. on. Is it <laughs> Smarty Pants and Smarterton? Hold on here. <laughs> If I can spell, so, I mean, our East Coast listeners are, are they're going to need to know that not that far <laughs> doesn't mean it's like forty five minutes. Oh wow, that is not that far yeah, in Oklahoma parlance. Uh, however, <clears throat> that's like next door. Let me let me look at my other list because when I got our schedule, I'm like I have no idea where any of these people are at. Um, one of them is about an hour and a half away. Um. Ooh. Other one, other one's about 40, 45 minutes. I have no idea where that school's at. I don't know where that town's. Oh, let me Google that one. Let me let me let me just Google that real quick. Let me let me just do that. That, that was going to be my question. Since since it, you do eight man football, yes, I was wondering if that mean, meant that like away games would be further away. So uh, because like not everybody does eight man, or is it like a lot of people in that kind of that area um do it for us i don't know um for us um we will be redistrict next year um to where we're going to try to be playing some closer people um since it is you know a smaller you know school sport um it it is it is actually kind of popular in a lot of places here in oklahoma um the last few years it's been tried to consolidate down where people don't have to drive as far um the people that won state in class b uh last year they're all the way out in panhandle and i I remember talking to their coach and they're like oh yeah we drove four hours to state i was like oh and he's like and that's and i was like and that's a common thing he's like yeah no we had to drive like you know the closest one was like 30 minutes but the farthest one was like three hours and i was like oh Gotcha. Mm. Because just like normal season games. Yeah. Because it, wow. even oh even gosh. though it's also like you still have to play people in your districts. 
Um, yeah, but like, and your like, and your classification because like yeah yeah that's what I was curious about because I didn't know if like based on town sizes and like how far apart they are if like you know one town plays eight man but the next town is big enough that it plays like normal football and so it's got like the town after that so I don't know how the districting it's, works it's, it's, for that because it's kind of different it's a different category than other sports it's it's it definitely falls into the the adm of the school it doesn't have to go about Uh the town populations about the the school population yeah well i just meant normally those two things are related right bigger towns have bigger schools for for us around us we got like um two really good oh we got two decent size which would be kind of like 2a or 3a kind of like rogersville size or like a little bit bigger around us yeah but like there's some other towns that don't have football like at all and they don't even have eight man or let alone 11 man so yeah districting just and also due to kind of covid restrictions they've always tried to you know lessen the travel time um and it's also kind of a financial issue uh, especially with smaller schools. Yeah, because traveling, yeah, small yeah. schools can't travel that far. They don't have the budget in the, in the. And so for you know. for us, our our district this year is we we do play some of the larger, which is kind of oxymoron on itself. The larger eight man schools, um, the the people well, yeah, who but, are just kind of powerhouses of eight man. Um, because there's, you know, all the way from six A, six A two, six A one, all the way down to like uh A, B, and C. And even though my our we're a B size school, you know, we still have to kind of jump to A or to C, which is Uber super tiny. So for for us, we still district wise, we play a lot of like the powerhouse people, but it's either in a like 40 minute range or to like a two hour range. One of them is a private school in Tulsa that we play um, right down the road, other side of Stillwater, right down the road, Tulsa, close to Oklahoma city, close to Oklahoma city, other side of Stillwater. No idea where that town is. No idea where that <laughs> town is. And um, <laughs> then we play the last game is Barnes doll, which is um, not that far. Well, it's, it's 45 minutes from where I live here in Owasso. So yeah, and okay. I, I visited there a lot, especially with my last job. Um mm. but that one's kind of the only like um one, two, three, four ish, five ish, six out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten um are pretty in in between that like thirty minute to forty five minute range. So it's it's not mm. bad and that's kind of common, but like with some if if we were if we were bigger we would probably have to drive like, you know, over an hour and a half, two hours just to play some of the bigger eight man schools. Oh, okay. Um, but last night it, it was frustrating because we, we should have been out of there, out of there by halftime, but we just kind of ran things and kids didn't know their assignments and it was just more frustrating. But after we made our adjustments and called, you know, our game plan, I was like, Oh, this is how we play football. <laughs> so <laughs> Nice. Well, good day yeah that was yeah that was my question about the because the the final score that uh, did not indicate an exciting game per se <laughs> but if that is the if that's kind of how it unfolded that makes a lot more sense yeah the the first the first half it was it was def like it would have looked like one of those good old-fashioned 
um, like 1980s, 1990s, just like powerhouse, you know, r- put in mm. the I formation, just kind of go for it kind of thing. Yeah. It was like all run, very little passing. And because we're, and we're, we're designed to kind of the, um, you know, spread, uh, option read, run offense, but we just kind of lined it mm. up and, you know, did kind of power sets. And so it was a good old like bashing football and it was like really close and it was all defense. And then we're like, <clears throat> hey, this is, hey, we forgot how to play football. Let's, Take let's restart. And then like we are open, our offense opened up. We had <clears throat> running lanes. Uh, still passed very little. All of our damage was done on the ground. So it it was just a fun game to just let my tailbacks explode. And so oh, yeah. um, in the Maryland eye. Yeah. yeah. When you get to these bigger schools, <laughs> however, um, it can get. And if we were three points away from the from the game run ruling, so the game would have been over. Um, hmm. But the problem is, and this is where I was at with my first school. um there, there's no run rule in those um, larger schools, and so you have to sit there and take your punishment of like seventy-five to nothing. So, oh, really? Yeah. That's... Well, they, they they do accelerated clock to where the clock just continuously runs. Doesn't, yeah. But you but you can't be like, can can the game be over? It's already like seventy-five to you know three in the that's... third quarter. Can we just please? That's like, really mm, no. That's odd that they stop it for some and not others that's well, really that, weird again that that's eight man football and it's, i know it's, but that's still yeah it's it's a much faster much faster game um the the field is smaller so it's a lot more you know up tempo things like yeah. that and so just <clears throat> no just i meant that quicker. they wouldn't stop game if the score was that crazy for they do it yeah. for like smaller teams but for bigger teams they're like nah just anyway. lose 150 to 7 like what yeah. what why <laughs> That happened. That happened a lot with me at my first school. I was like, "Oh man, this game is already being blown out of the water." Is the game ending? No. Okay, this is fun. I'm having fun. So that sounds kind of terrible, actually. I don't know. Were, those are very long and very miserable games. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yuck. <laughs> well, glad you're. Winning. Uh, sorry about the not feeling good, but that's definitely the uh, going around thing <laughs> recently. The allergies uh, are taking down everyone in the world <laughs> that, that I know personally. So it's, it's bad. Just, it's very bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shane is down. So my friend cooler down. The kid like, <laughs> like just allergies everywhere. I've been slowly recovering this week. No. So still like congested but feeling better <laughs> yeah i've been basically sneezing non-stop the past several days even with allergy medicine it has not helped i've been lay suffering yes so anyway we shall persevere into that colin how was your week we had a uh interesting week so the kids were uh, lillian tried was at school uh monday uh, wednesday and friday this week and noah was at school <clears throat> wednesday and thursday because he's doing a pre-k class uh that oh, is okay. monday tuesday wednesday thursday from twelve thirty. sorry from 12 to 3 
And then Lillian's in school from eight to three or eight to three fifteen, depending on the day. And yeah. so they have both reported that they are liking them. Of course, this has also meant that we have finally had to drop all naps, which oh, Megan and I the day has come. You know we we like naps for many reasons. <laughs> One of them is <laughs> we get to nap, which is very nice. <laughs> yeah, we saw the video. And it's yeah, fine. yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So that's a, we don't get to do that anymore. Uh, I mean, they're gone. So you no, can nap while so, they're everybody at school. No. Okay. That's when you nap. So we're oh. only able to nap Mondays and Wednesdays after Noah gets dropped off. You're right. So we could nap them. But every other could, day. Yeah somebody's here right lillian be here on tuesdays and thursdays while noah's gone and then monday was a friday lillian's gone the whole day but noah's gone only in the afternoons so we right so (laughs) we're all sorts of adjusting it's mostly megan and i adjusting adjusting (laughs) to no naps which is it's fine but both the kids really enjoyed um their days because they're doing new stuff. Lillian is going to a, a co-op uh, thing. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, she's in the classroom. And then Tuesday, Thursday, she's here at home to do schoolwork with us. Um, we haven't done that yet. We'll start that next week. Um, but she's been enjoying it. Um, picking her up at three uh, the last two days. You can tell she's really tired. She's, it's a big adjustment for her. It's a lot. The, it's a lot of a lot for her to be paying attention for that long. Um, but she's at least enjoying it so far. Um, Noah is the same. He's been very tired. So we'll, we go pick up Noah and then we have to drive. And it's exactly, no joke, from our house, if you drive east 15 minutes, you get to Lillian School. From our house, if you drive west, 15 minutes, you get to Noah's school, which means that when you pick up Noah, you have 30 minutes to drive in the car to pick up Lillian at her school and then 15 minutes back home. So, <laughs> poor, poor Noah. Uh, he, we picked him up and like he legit like just about fell asleep in the car. See, the he can nap. Him. He can get a little nap in on the way to go. Yeah, see, it's fine. But I can't nap while driving in the yeah, car. It's all right. You'll be okay. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. And this week was also a little pressed because our, our Jeep was in the uh, shop for new front brakes. Oh, no. Not again. I know. New front brakes. So, okay. uh, front brakes are replaced. Um, he did say that the back brakes should be replaced, like, in two oil changes or so. So, whatever. Um the guy's really nice. He actually teaches shop class at uh, State Fair Community College, and he works also at uh, Firestone in town. So I'm oh, like, nice. okay, uh, I will trust my car to you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, pro, right? Yeah, exactly. professional. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but he's re- he was really nice, and uh, I uh, it was delayed because I took the car in on Monday to get it fixed, and then they ordered the part. But the part didn't show up 
until Thursday morning. <laughs> and so yeah. we were operating on one car the whole week. Anyway, it was fine. We got over it. Steve, Steve, yeah. it's very nice. Steve from Firestone. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, good job, Steve. <laughs> good job, Steve. <laughs> Um, but no, really nice guy. And then, uh, and then, uh, the other, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's been, it's been quite the week. And then a Thursday, uh, Megan and I posted a job opening for a pet sitter and dog walker in Springfield. <laughs> the empire grows. Dun, dun, dun. That. Uh, and here's the thing. We were like, look, we don't have all of our ducks in a row. Like I have my ad written for this position. I don't know what steps two through infinity are, but I've got the ad written. Let's just go ahead. Step two, probably post ad. Well, okay. (laughs) So post ad. After it's posted, I don't have anything figured out. It's fine. I've, let me just post this and see what kind of people apply. Within an hour, we had eight applicants within, uh, by the next day we had 20. Uh, this morning we hit 50 applicants for the position. <laughs> uh, Whoa. So that was fun. Uh, and it was, um, you know, it, it's bizarre. So then suddenly I was like, oh, I guess I really need to figure out like, payroll and workers comp and uh insurance and getting bonded for these people and uh getting my business license up and running in springfield and and all of these things yeah that would be maybe (laughs) because i mean it's like there's no like i don't have to hire any of these people right like i don't have to hire any of these people um but i also don't want to lose an opportunity for someone who's legitimately interested um we've had several other people um, tell us that they've had to take between 50 and 75 applicants before they found somebody that worked for them. Oh, yeah, because they were finding that many people were applying to stay on unemployment benefits. Like they were just clicking buttons a lot of times just to apply. I've just got to apply. Right. And this person's never going to accept me, but I just have to, I've got to be working here. And I understand that at some point, like if you're unemployed for a long time, at some point, the, the relevant jobs just aren't there and you, but you've got to keep applying. Right. Like you can't be picky and a lot of times for these, for these to, to, to meet your requirements. And if you've been on unemployment for three months, like you've dredged the entire job pool in a 100 mile radius at that point, <laughs> at that point, and you just don't get that many new postings every week, right? And you've got to hit a weekly quota when you're on that. Yeah. So I understand people are just trying to post for things that come up. Um, and so we very quickly weeded out about 11 of them uh, that were like, no, these, these people are, are totally a no go. Um, oh, people that put like, I've never seen a dog before. Like, <laughs> okay. Oh, my favorite, out, uh... my favorite. This is my <clears throat> favorite. One of my questions is, I have blank number of years experience with pets, and the number of people who put basically their age, like someone put, I have twenty one years of experience 
with pets. And I was like, they've had, they've had pets. And I was like, sweet. Show me. I can't wait to see this person's resume where they have 21 years of pet. Oh no, no, no. They graduated high school in 2007 and um, they've been in retail and in administration and clerical work since then. But they've had a pet. They didn't put that on their resume. <laughs> oh, they should have. Pet owner. Right. That's Dog enthusiast. <laughs> exactly. That's the other thing of like the number. Like how do you spend your free time? Just Instagram dog posts. That's I what I do. That just look at that. On, on Google photos of dogs. That's all I do. <laughs> I was going to say Instagram because people like post photos of actual dogs on there. They're know, very exciting. But, but Google photos would at least be infinite. Instagram, it's true. I feel like they're I'm pretty sure Instagram at this point is infinite, right? It's this basically just, so you're right. Like, I it's growing I faster to, than you can scroll, so it's okay. I need, I feel like the no, universe expanding, you can't get to the end it's exactly. Like, like, yeah, so we approach the heat death of the universe, so too do we asymptotically approach the number of cat and dog photos in the universe. Yes, um, exactly. I felt like this is the other thing of the number of non, um. Uh, specialized or non uh, what's the word that I'm searching for here Um, uh, the number of resumes that they didn't uh, refine it to meet the position they didn't uh, make it oh just the stock resume they just send out everywhere they send out to everything Uh, again sure they they, they may have 21 years of experience with pets it's not reflected so that's like I'm left to guess what's going on here and I don't like guessing so Many of those people also got weeded out, but also people who either didn't have anything in their resume or nothing was attached or um, all sorts of stuff. So, but there are also people that are, were groomers um, that did work for uh, kennels or vet offices that we are extremely interested in. And so, Meg- yeah, so Megan and I sat down and d- uh, wrote out a list of like 20, 25 questions for people. And then we've broken that into two rounds. So there's a first round of 14 questions that we're going to mail out to people. And then what we get back from that, from that subset, we'll mail out the rest of the questions. And then we're going to meet with the people to, um, to see how they're doing and get to know them a little bit more at that point. Nice. So um, they have tattoos of dogs. You've made it to the cool. second round of interviews. So, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or cats. Yeah. Or that's fine, right? That's 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 well, simple too. I mean, it, Megan tattoo you know, Megan, of pets. Then Megan, you're in. Megan didn't want the first round of questions to be too like too much, <clears throat> but I was like, these are really simple questions. They're they're like describe your pet care experience, list your availability. Why did you apply for this position? Will you pass a background check? Like some pretty like yes uh, or no kind of questions or like, 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 what are you willing to do? What do you, so that we can get to know. Cause if I, then one of these questions I have on here is like, this is a part-time job. How many hours a week are you looking for? Because if they come back and they say, I need 39 hours for my part-time job, I'm not going to be able to fill that for this person. And so it's like, I, I don't even want to yeah. offer this position to this person. If they're like, Oh, you can only offer me 10. Like, I can't make that work or I, I'm too busy yeah. or whatever. So it's, that's where we are. And then Megan wanted to throw in this question of how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? 
And so <laughs> the classic step by step problem, problem solving one. Well, it's also. Is she going to chastise everybody that forgets to say open lid of peanut butter jar? Yes. Like yeah, they do and, in, and now, in, in like math class when you're writing now, procedures, right? <laughs> yes. Now, here's the key these are written. These are all written. So we ask the peanut butter and jelly question because many times in dealing with pets and their owners, I have to write out a very detailed description of an event that took place so that the owner understands what happened. Um, whether this was an attack, whether this was a dog that got out, or whether this dog that ate something, I need to be able to clearly communicate that in text message to have it documented for the company. That's something Megan and I work on a lot is this event happened. How do I text this to this person? Because they're out of cell phone range or I at least need to have this documented if something comes back mm. on us. So that's why we have that in the written portion too. And then we've got more of like situational ones for the in-person interview of um, things like, you know, you're opening up a door to the house and the dog slips out, bolts out before you can get to it. What do you do? Um, Just to see, like, I'm not looking for whether this person has the right or wrong answer. I want to figure out what's this person thinking? What are their, what are they, how are they going to process this? Um, Well, I mean, there are some wrong answers like run away Right, or chase um, after it, right? Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> you know, lock the door and pretend everything's fine. Mm-hmm. These are there's wrong answers here. Uh, yeah, because- yeah, do the walk without the dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's some pretty blatantly wrong ones here. But but it's like you know, I I just want to. So we 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 have some more uh, situational type for the in person ones uh, that we'll have to parse out through a little bit later. And again. I don't expect, like, I, I'm not expecting these people to have, obviously, 10 years of experience in this. So a lot of these things, I'm going to ask whether they have one year or no years of pet experience. Because that was something, too, is when we listed the position, we made it um, a cross-training opportunity. And we got this advice from somebody who was like, look, when you're first starting with a, a dog walker you're going to have basically no hours for them to walk because you're still building your client base. So that's true. In order to keep them engaged in working with the company, have them do other things like writing social media posts, working on editing photos, working on canvassing neighborhoods for the company. Like go ahead and try and pay them what you can for those hours where they're working, Mm. not just on pet sitting. And so it, we're also thinking of, okay, I have somebody, maybe they've got, like, we have a few people who have no experience with pet sitting, but also do their own private, like, they also are into photography and run a social media, um, have a social media presence for that side business of theirs. So we're like, okay, like, that. what other skills can we pull from here that are going to be beneficial that we can also train on the social, that we can also train for the pet sitting and then vice versa. We have somebody coming in from the veterinary grooming side does this person lend themselves well to being trained on running some of the graphic software that we use to make posts for social media? Or um, can I trust them to have access to the back end of our booking and payment processing software so they can handle that for clients? Like that's, that's where we are. Um, but just trying to find that good, robust client and uh, sorry, robust, uh, a hire. Yeah. Interesting. So, oh, there you go. 
So that was that was exciting um, for for us this week uh, with the with the pet sitting. That's about about all the new stuff. There you go. Yeah. That's a lot of new stuff. That's that's, that's, that's <laughs> these it's are very big week. new things. We're very tired. <laughs> And naps are gone. I know. Oh no! They <laughs> took naps away from me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh yeah, and I um, I actually um, one of our clients is an instructor at the community college here, and she runs. Uh, she teaches business one hundred and one, basically. And she was picking up her dog one day and she was telling us about, you know, she's going through these subjects and stuff. And she pauses and she goes, oh, hey, you guys should come and give a presentation to my class on this on this coming Tuesday. And, so, and I was like, what? What do you like, want? What? <laughs> and she was like, she was like, like, wait, what? Yeah. She's like, Yeah. That'd be perfect. And both Megan and I were kind of like, uh, okay. <laughs> so we're going to go perfect and, for whom exactly? <laughs> I think it's so that she doesn't have to teach that day. If I'm just, man, if I'm just figuring this out. <clears throat> uh, cause she had something like, yeah, she likes to invite local businesses to her class to talk about how they run and operate. Uh, and then she was like, oh, it'll be like good advertising and marketing for you guys too. And I was like, I don't, Oh, not really. I mean, okay. Probably not. All these sure. college students that can afford pets that wait on minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. Probably not. So, but anyway, so we're, I've, uh, that is actually this Tuesday, coming Tuesday, and I haven't put my presentation together naturally. So, <laughs> naturally. It is say parfait. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Oh goodness. But yeah, other than that, we are uh we're making it work. We're doing well. Doing well. Brandon, you've you've had another full week of classes though. Uh right? You've been Yeah. Yeah. We had uh was it full week? We didn't have school Monday. Oh right. Because it was Labor Day, right? Yes, Labor Day. <laughs> and so we didn't have school Monday and then yeah, just the rest of the week we just finished up some stuff, science uh Section one over. We had quiz Friday. We did pretty well on our like science skills test about like variables and methodology and asking question things. It's really weird. Like it's really hard. One of the things that I really struggle with, and it's not just me. It's like a because I talk to other science teachers too, and it's like a really hard. Like, like trying to focus on the the getting better at asking questions. Is a really hard, like, mm. subject matter thing to talk about, right? Mm. Like, and not just like questions, like g- g- useful questions, right? Sure. Like useful questions that are answerable, right? Like last year, the kids I had last year, some of the questions they would ask, they'd be like, "Why is that blue?" Because it is. I don't. That's really it's because somebody decided it should be blue. There's no reason. There's really no thought behind that at all. Like, what are you talking about? They would ask just like the weirdest things like that. Like, what? <laughs> why? Yeah. Why would you think of that? And so, like, 
you know, we did some like scenarios, like some mock observations, right? Of like, oh, I wonder what, you know, this is and like all that. So it's very, very weird. And so that's a struggle that we have to kind of deal with. And so the beginning, we sort of start planting those seeds so that we can use, you know, bring them up in contexts of, of stuff later, you know, cause we're getting ready to start geology on Monday, the best time. Ah, uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, hopefully I'm just trying to figure out some better ways to do that. Cause that's a pain and it's really difficult and it's like important for sciencey things. Right. But like <sighs> scientific inquiry, like making observations and asking questions about things around you is basically that science. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it mystery solved it's not like some big uh super secret thing right you look at thing and go huh i wonder blank that's it that's 90 percent of science done and so like getting them to ask like useful questions though is the hard part once you're you know can actually test or measure something about them. Yeah. Not, not just like, why is that purple? It's a paint on the wall. Somebody likes purple, I guess. I don't know why. (laughs) What? We're focusing on the wrong things here. (laughs) (laughs) But you're right. I know quite asking good questions is is really hard like that is because that takes i know sometimes it people when i come across trying to ask good questions or people who are asking questions sometimes i feel like a they're trying too hard like they're trying to sound smart with their question but b i think i can mm. i think i can get caught up of like well i don't know anything about this topic so how can i ask a good question i don't even know where to start yeah with my question and, you know, I think another part B of this is that they, 11-year-olds, assume that you can just, like, Google things and it will tell you an answer, right? <laughs> and I've talked about this before, too, but that's yeah. not really how this works. No. Like, we were taught, we did a, I have an activity that we do because I have some, like, random atlases in my classroom. So we do a mappinger hunt. <laughs> and so I like, <laughs> I can't help myself sometimes. It's fine. Like I went through and I just like, because it's not necessarily about maps, right? Because, because yes, it's correct that, um, you know, like, do we need to use a map every day in our life now in 2021? Yeah. No, no, I don't. <clears throat> right. If I want to just go somewhere, I put it in Google Maps and it takes me there. Right. So I don't need a map for that per se. However, if we think about all the other things maps offer us in the terms of graphical organization of data, data, then, uh, then yes, we do very much need maps because in the Atlas, not the first part's like, you know, what direction is Phoenix, Arizona from here? Right. Whatever. But like <clears throat> later it's got all these subdivided categories, like uh average annual precipitation for the Midwest region. 
and it's got a map with the, you know, the little colors and everything mm-hmm. like climate regions and uh, what's the other one? One about um, vegetation, right? Population density, uh, like agricultural products, right? Like <laughs> land usage, right? Yeah. That's all in this book that I have randomly in my classroom. So I tried to find questions about those so we could like learn about looking at maps for other stuff. Sure. Right. Like how do I, and that kind of ties into some of our science goals of like, how do I look at graphical, you know, data and understand what it's telling me and draw conclusions from that. Right. Right. Because that's what a map in that, like a precipitation map. That's what that is. Right. Or average annual July maximum temperatures. Right. Like, that that map is telling me something different Mm -hmm. so that in that case i still need to know how to use a map but it's not for directionality it's for you know this climate data or this population stuff or land usage right all that stuff so yeah it's really interesting some kids really get it they're like oh that's cool i've never and then i have some kids like why do i need to later read a map first of all I just told you all these things, so clearly you were not paying any attention whatsoever. Second of all, you just don't want to do this because it involves trying. So, yeah, no, you know, you're really there's like those two kids that are just like, eh. but why? No, I I use I use maps for so many things. Um, I mean, one of my favorite things is looking at like density of certain particular pieces of information in like a heat map on oh yeah geography right to see density of um i don't know like anything that you want right there are a lot of things that you can use to convert that into a heat map to show the density of things in an area um so yeah spatially showing data is insanely important and when i yeah when I, when i go look for like just whenever i go search for things like on google like if I'm going to start and search for restaurants in an area, I don't go to just google.com. I go to maps.google.com to find the yeah. restaurants in area. You no. Know. Because it's just for me, it's easier to see where things are that way than scrolling on a list. Even though it's the exact same information, it's just more pleasant for me to take in that information and see where things are. <clears throat> well, it's the it's the second part, right? We practice a lot of reading information in paragraph form, you know, but like interpreting the visual data is also important. That comes in lots of different formats: maps, charts, graphs. You know, exciting various things, or whatever. But like, you know, it's it's a it, in some instances it's much more digestible, like you said, right? It's much quicker, and you can just look at it and go, ah that right yeah. so trying to get that skill rolling around in some heads is a a little tricky sometimes because there are the kids that are like oh i've never seen this map i didn't know that you could use a map for temperature or i've never you know i never thought about using a map for land use by area right like mm. you know <laughs> so it's kind of interesting to watch them do that. So that was fun. That was our big project for this week. So that's pretty much it. Man. Oh, I got some new rocks. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. Brand new, brand <clears throat> yes, I bought some rocks. Um, 
literally bought rocks. Okay. Did. Now, these are not just any rocks. These are uh, raw, unpolished lapis lazuli samples. <laughs> right? So, bang. There I'm you sorry, go. Uh, raw, unpolished. <laughs> well, they're just like unpolished. They're like, because you, a lot of sometimes samples are like cut and like they polish them up to make them look all pretty. You know what I mean? These are just like hunks of rock. So, yes. But it's blue. So it's better. Yes. Everyone loves lapis. It's great. Twofold usage, right? Number one, geology class. Number two, ancient cultures for social studies, right? Because both the Mesopotamians and the Egyptians were extraordinarily fond of lapis and used it in all sorts of decorations, uh, in temples and grave goods and all kinds of exciting things. All that exciting blue is lapis, right? And if it's paint and it's blue, it's most likely crushed up lapis, crushed up lapis. turned into paint, and then painted yeah. on things. So. You're picking up on the theme here, right? Yes, it's, it's, it's a bit lapis. of a theme. It's lapis, everybody. And it sort of like illustrates the how interconnected Bronze Age societies actually were because the main source of lapis that, that's found in Egypt and the Fertile Crescent in Mesopotamia, like Iraq area, um, uh-huh. it's it's not native to those areas. It's from like Afghanistan, mm. right? Was the major source of a lot of this lapis. So lapis and tin, which are important for making all the bronze, bronze right? Yeah. Um, come from Afghanistan. So we think about ancient societies and cultures of being isolated, like very insular, you know, <laughs> especially um, early Sumeria, right? We think about city-states. We think about just cities by themselves, but we don't necessarily always think about um, how interconnected they were and how much trading was happening and how much exchange of goods and information was happening on a very broad scale, that you wouldn't necessarily associate with 6,000 years ago. Right. right. You don't think about people from Egypt being in contact with people from Afghanistan, you know, 6,000 years ago, because yeah. you basically have to walk there. So like, you know, <laughs> no, that's, yeah, well, you don't, you, you don't because you think of the society that we have today and think, wow, we're so connected. There's no way they would be anywhere close to this, right? And I think that's... Yeah, but it's actually, you know, it's really weird. Some of the, you know, even the little bit that we kind of start scratching the surface of, um, especially when we talk about Mesopotamia, because I uh, am very infatuated with Mesopotamian society ever since I started teaching it, right? Like, yeah, basically, you know, when when they... We're going to just go with the moderately accepted claim that the, the city was basically invented there, right? Hmm. And whenever that sort of invented, whenever that happened, basically, you can sort of superimpose modern culture on top of that, and it, it looks large aspects of it look extremely similar. You're like, what? Isn't that it just sort of like appeared, like wholesale. Blam. Yeah. Done. Everything, <laughs> not everything, obviously, but like, lots and lots of things show up at the same time when they did that, um, large aspects of the society becomes very recognizable real quick, uh, even 6,000 years ago. 
Like, yeah, that's it's, wild. It's kind of nuts, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, to think think about just how how similar they are, yet how to think about how, how far that we remo- are removed from those cultures and the even things that they they didn't even know or would have conceived of or were problems they were facing or anything like that. Yet here we are, uh, with with the same problems yeah. or yeah, as you said, yeah, really. The exact same. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the similarities, a lot of the same jobs exist, right? I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> people are doing those things then and now, and it's just, it's very interesting, and it's really fascinating. And so, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool. I, I've been reading, I've been reading um, a book called Mesopotamia, The Birth of the Cities, right? Uh, in my spare time. It's been pretty cool. <laughs> So it's it's really cool because it's uh breaks down like um like each chapter is about just like one of the major city states. Right. And I'm not very far into it, I'm only at like Uruk or something, so super old still. But it's like one whole section is about that city, kind of what it looked like and then its development and some of the major aspects of it, you know. <laughs> and things that were attributed there and, and just kind of like different aspects of culture that sort of came up during the time that that city was prominent and spread around everything it's really cool it's a really interesting book can recommend <laughs> <laughs> if you also like mesopotamian history uh i can't, <laughs> I can't remember the author's name because it's at school on my desk but look that up here in a minute uh but yeah it's pretty pretty cool so that's Getting ready for that. I also, uh, hold on, let me see if I can find it here. Mesopotamia book. I spelled yes. Mesopotamia correctly the first time. Can we just all, like, just take a moment to reflect on. Yeah, that's pretty good. Congratulations. I, 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 yes, Mesopotamia, the invention of the city uh, by Gwendolyn Lick. That's it. Got it. Lick. Lick. L E I C K. Yes. Her. Very good. Congratulations on spelling Mesopotamia, though. That's a Whew. it's a I tricksy mean, one. If we're not, right? if we're being honest, it's not the first time I've had to spell it for this podcast. But um... it's it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine. So yeah, yeah. been doing that. Getting ready cool. for that. I had to. I had a lengthy text conversation with our father this morning about. Oh hammers um because <laughs> what <laughs> i put together a list of things that i need to buy for my classroom and hammers is on that list and so i had to ask him i was like so father uh what in your opinion would be the ideal hammer for smashing rocks with a chisel and he was like uh what and i was like <laughs> I was like let's imagine Imagine you have a softball size rock sample. Sure. And you want that sample to be smaller. And you have a chisel and you need to hit the chisel with the hammer. What would be the best hammer <laughs> to procure for said activity? <laughs> Got it. Yeah. And we had a discussion about hammers. Uh <laughs> Nice. Very, exci- very exciting. All right. 
Sounds so. like it. Yeah, I'm gonna buy. Okay, I'm. I also. So yeah, uh, he he recommended ball peen, right? Okay. So he said big old ball peen hammer. It's flat and sturdy, and it can really take that shock of the sit there. So that's good. Um, <clears throat> so I'm putting together this list, and I think that I might. I'm I'm really going for like most random purchases uh, for the classroom. <laughs> I really I feel, want I feel this the purchase yeah. order. I really want the purchase order lady sometimes just be like, What? <laughs> you bought what? Be like, I'm <laughs> I have concerns. That's fine. So I'm I've got so far on the list, it's not quite done yet. I have ball peen hammer, right? Possibly two. Right. So ball peen hammer times two, just in case. Um <laughs> Also comes in handy, right? School intruders, you know. Whap, got him. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, ball peen hammers. Uh, I'm going to buy some hard bristled toothbrushes for cleaning rock samples. Yeah, right? Because okay. those are like, those cheap ones are like a dollar for like five. So, <laughs> nice. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I'm probably also going to buy like another bigger brush to like clean them better off outside. Just like one of those. I don't even know what they're called. You know, the brushes that the handle is like parallel to the brush face. They're usually yellow or blue in color. You like scrub the floor with them or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Yes, I think so. The handle like so. so the brush is you have the brush and then the handle sort of curves up and then goes parallel to the brush surface. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. So you hold it like you hold it in a, like a hammer fist and you just like scrub the floor or something. It's a big scrub brush, I guess. I don't know. I need one of those. <clears throat> uh, and I'm in the market for some sort of non hardening modeling clay or plasticine, I believe is the other term bandied about in this scenario i want some of that because i don't want like play-doh because that will just go bad in like five seconds sure i don't want to like use it so i want some like modeling clay but not some non-hardening modeling clay that's reusable is what i want for two things number one um demonstrations on imprint fossils uh for sedimentary rocks right because in my big closet of mystery, I found a bag of seashells. And <laughs> so, you know, I'm imagining that those are there for this exact purpose. Why else would you have a bag of seashells in a closet? Um, so I need some sort of clay when we talk about how, you know, fossils get made by imprinting on the surface. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> want some for that. So some demonstrative things. And we could also use it to write in cuneiform. <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> How exciting! Uh, so that could be fun. Practice do some cuneiform letters because, like, whole sentences is really hard because that's a complex situation. <laughs> but we could like see what writing in clay would look like. Just that's basically all we want. We're not going to be like, like experts in cuneiform. It'd be fun though. So. I need some kind of non-hardening modeling clay. I have to look around and see what I can find. Don't they? 
Yeah. I used to have, I used to use that a lot. Um, had a, a modeling clay that was, that never hardened. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't know where we got that. Maybe Hobby Lobby would have that. Um, Maybe. Cause yeah. Or I just need a brand name so I could look, I'd see if I could get online somewhere or something. But like, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know. I haven't investigated too much. I just thought this week I need to look into that. Yeah. <clears throat> so. As well as any other things. Right. That's on my list so far. <laughs> okay. Fair. <laughs> I just want her to be like, what? <laughs> what are these receipts you're bringing me? Why do you have this? Yeah. <laughs> we need to, we need to talk, right? <laughs> it's fine. <clears throat> what exactly? Last year I bought like eight shovels and she was fine with it. So it's no problem. <laughs> was she, was she fine with yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, pilot. See, I mean, you know, it's hard to know. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> Truth out. <laughs> They're science shovels of science. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Just like these will be science hammers of science. It'll be. <laughs> That's what you're, on all of your receipts. You're just going to write for science, and uh, yes, got it. They have to. They I also really... have to write my PO number, like my official number for my oh, like that I've been bequeathed by the principal, saying yes, uh-huh. you have the, been allocated this much money to spend on things. Like yeah, hammers, perfect. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hammers and rock samples. What else do you need to spend money on? Nothing. That's it, what. That's what this is. Books for your classroom? No. Rock samples. That's what. We don't need to read. We need to have rocks to smash and blah. I mean, we could buy books about rocks, I guess. That might be good. See? Ah, find some we found the, found the loophole. Like, yes. How do we get Brandon to buy rocks or buy, buy books for his classroom? They need <laughs> to be about rocks. Perfect. <laughs> he literally. Weirdly. Won. Weirdly, not a lot of books about Mesopotamia for sixth graders. They're all like, oh, oh yes, college level, like insane. <laughs> Shocked. Who, who could have possibly had seen that coming? I'm just, yeah, I know, right? And I don't know why. I don't know why, right? They learn about it. Come on, guys, right, we what? do. I just can't believe that. Uh, <laughs> it's like they know their audience or something. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, me. So I have yeah. to buy it, read the book, and then teach children about. <laughs> exactly. And now for Brandon, uh, I bought the book so you didn't have to for sixth graders. Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. <laughs> I've also been amusing myself. I don't know how I discovered this. Here's my uh, other thing I've been doing. Um, I discovered, like, and I don't really know how this happened. Like, I this is re- even relatively recently, and I don't know. How I, I guess it was probably in a search result. I was probably searching for something and it was in a result, right? And I clicked on it and it's a website that is just like academic research papers and they're just there and you can just oh, nice. download the PDFs and just read them. Sweet. Or print them or whatever. Yeah. And they're just, there you go. Blam. <laughs> so it's like, I love it. I, I've been reading all these research papers about Mesopotamian things, right? Like, oh yeah, this is kind of cool. So I downloaded a couple of them 
read some. I read one about Lapis, which is what inspired my purchase. Right. I see. Um, I see. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. But yeah, I just discovered that you can just. There's here they are. You could read them. I just put my email in there, and they're like, "All right, here you go. Have some PDFs. You can search like literally anything, and." Nice. Blam! It'll bring you like twelve billion articles that people have written in like huh. science stuff about this. It's crazy. <laughs> I do you think it's because you have access through your? I don't know. School? I'm not sure if it's like or... the school. I have no idea. I just yeah. I don't know. Or not some, so yeah. Hey, you know, well, wait for the phone call, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they never ask for billing information, so. But, uh, what you don't know is that they're billing per like <laughs> for download or something like that. Hey man, <laughs> I'm billing me. I didn't put nothing in there, so I didn't. <laughs> I did sign up with my school email address. But... Possible deniability. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't say you can pay for like mass downloads, and it'll be like if you pay like a fee, there's like, it'll be like, here are 375 papers about this topic. You can download them all right now in a zip file. Like that's very, I don't, I don't want that. (laughs) But but also a very interesting service because I will tell you of having had to parse and dig through and find tons of research articles. uh, It's a pain to go one by one to build your library. And Oh yeah. um, I, uh, let me see here. Uh, what's my, I use a, I don't know if you need a uh, manager for your research articles. Um, I use Mendeley, M-E-N-D-E-L-E-Y. It's a, a organization for um, uh, research articles and for references. And you can actually plug into Word and auto-generate your in-text citations that then link to your work literature cited at the end of the page, end of the document. Um, it fills in all that information. Whoa. Yeah. It's really cool. It's like a free version of, uh, Oh, what's the, what's the paid one that everyone uses? Um, I don't remember, but I don't either. Um, I, I use this thing. I absolutely love it. Um, I just pulled mine up and I have something like 4,000 or whatever documents that are in it. Um, Yalza. that, when you click on it, cause it builds your database. So I can click on this oh, one yeah. and I can go, you can actually search this. So it's really cool. It's like your own private go search, your own David. Oh, yes. that's handy. And you can add, you can populate people. it with all the stuff that's yes, relevant. It, to it actually populate. It will auto, try and auto populate your metadata for you already. So you can search by author title, year published, where it was published the date that you added. And then it'll uh, work through the rest of the document. So I can come in here and search for like, let me try this. Uh, Gill morphology. Not only will it search the title, it'll also search the text of each document and it'll find all the references for each one of them. Oh, wow. Holy cow. And so I have something like, I just typed in. So when you're like, I know I've got it around here somewhere. Let me just, uh, (laughs) so I have, I just typed in Gill morphology and that pulled up 127 hits. And then I can click right on that and it pulls up the PDF that I drag, drag in there. And it, I can read it right through there. Um, and it's, wow. yeah, I That's love, cool. I love it. And I, uh, obviously don't do any of this anymore, but I'm, I, I don't want to get rid of, rid of any of it. 
<laughs> I mean, no, you never know when you might need it again. Right. It's important. Oh, so I, <laughs> so you I might need a second that. database for something else. Right. You know. So that's the other thing is, um, <clears throat> and it has the free tier, but again, I have 4,000 documents in it and I'm on the free tier. So, um, yeah, you don't oh, well, you're good. anything. And what also, Oh, it's got this, my favorite, here's my favorite. My absolute favorite is it has check for duplicates in that it will check your entire database nice. for duplicates. And when you pull in a, an article, you can add all, if it's, if it's linked, some documents aren't capable of doing this, but like most modern research articles, it'll ask, Hey, do you want me to put in all of this articles? Um, uh, references to that I can find. And if they're open oh, source nice. or whatever, it'll grab them. And, and some of them, it won't pull in the, f- the full article to add. It'll just add the site to the citation. Um, but then you can go back and find it later if you need to. Um, it's really cool. So I recommend. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Mendeley for organizing yeah. all your stuff. And you can, again, it's just for PDFs and, um, I love it. Um, uh, That's pretty awesome. Yeah, this one's called it's called academiaed.edu. That's it. It's just like share free research stuff. And it's just on there. Blam. I just had to Google the name of it because I forgot. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So yeah, I've just been reading those at work. Like I found a bunch of cool ones um, that relate to some of my subject stuff. And so you can just kind of brush up on things or learn a little new inside stuff here and there. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I need to read about this thing and blam, there it is. Or here's some a new perspective on this. Read that, boom. So, it's pretty cool. I like it. So that's why I've been amusing myself <laughs> during reading time at school recently. Pretty easy to do. Uh, especially whenever yeah. you have, have access to that kind of stuff and that and that's something that's growing is free and open access open source research papers um yeah and publishers i mean yeah. it's been hard even as recently as what five years ago it was kind of hard to find good you know that kind of stuff good sources uh about things you know just anything really so when you had to look up because you know i was doing when i was an aide in the high school we had to look up um I had to help, you know, look for, you know, research stuff on topics where the kids are writing research papers on. And it's, it was kind of a slog and hard to find good places to get, you know, where that stuff was cataloged. You know, there was a couple databases that you could use. We The school has access to one through the library. But, uh-huh. you know, that would, you know, it's just one. So it's not going to have everything you need. Um for like good research articles, you know, not like exactly random website or, you know, whatever. So it's really hard to find a lot of them. So it's really handy that it is the becoming more accessible and easier to find. Um, just on the broader scale, I think it's really good uh, for, you know, actual research or just hobbyists and enthusiasts who just want to read random things like me. As, <laughs> exactly yeah that's really cool i told my friend about it because she's doing a master's class 
And so I was like, she was like, I don't know where I can find a bunch of research papers. It's like, hey, let me tell you, <laughs> I just found this thing. Uh, this might help you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I know you can go to, um, scholar.google.com and search there, but yeah. whether you have access to them or not, like, that's a whole yeah. other thing that I, you know. Yeah, exactly. You can find them. Can you breed them though? Yeah. Right. You know. So yeah, that's harder. So yeah, it was really cool. It's been fun. Um, and they've been, <laughs> it's also kind of bad because they'll also send you emails like, oh, based on your reading history, uh, we recommend these articles for oh, you to look no. at next. We're like, oh, yeah, no. I know. It's bad. <laughs> oh, no. Turn, turn those off immediately. Because <laughs> it's just like, oh, hey, we saw that you read this, but do you want to read this one? Like, well, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes. And now, and now, now that you have Mendeley, and it's a it's a uh, a reference manager is the kind of, was the word that I was thinking trying to think of earlier. Um, you can download them and then throw them over into the Mendeley so that they can stay organized, and that you can always search search ah, them later. Ha! That's true because right now they're just in my computer's drive, which yes, is, and that is no bueno. black hole of things, and I will forget where they are. And I, exactly. I printed off a couple of the short ones so I could put them in uh, my I shelf hope. with some of my other stuff. Oh, yeah. But like, and some of them are very long. I don't really want to print off that because I won't read that on just printer paper, probably. Sure. <laughs> right? like, there's a couple on there that are like straight up books. What? They're like yeah, they're like academic. They're like books that uh, are just like in PDF form. Wild. That are like like you know nonfiction, like the really like hardcore like academic like books. Yeah. Just, boom. There it is. Oh, those are my favorite. yeah. <laughs> so like, I love finding those. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, this guy's whole entire translation of uh these like Sumerian writings. Wham. Uh-huh. It's like two hundred some pages. You're like, well, like the entire this one entire like translated version of the Epic of Gilgamesh. You're like the whole thing, flat right there. Like what? What? <laughs> That's cool. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, you don't get those but, a lot. Yeah, terrifying. And would I actually read that? Probably part of it, yes. But like, I don't <laughs> maybe. But also, but also. <laughs> mm. <laughs> But also maybe, <laughs> but also, but also most definitely maybe. Anyway, <laughs> so you have a couple of them printed off. I read them. So one of them was just really interesting. I read, I read the one about the lapis. I have another one I'm going to read about grave goods and cultural stuff. And then I printed off the one that Doctor Irving Finkel wrote about um, the the rules for the royal game of Ur that he did that he discovered and like made out and everything is like his oh, yeah. reference works that he put on there <clears throat> yeah really cool so i <laughs> i read that one <laughs> that was awesome nice so yeah it's got like pictures of the source tablets that he was reading off of and everything it's really awesome so oh. that was really cool <laughs> sweet <laughs> i read that one too so just dabbling slightly, getting some background information, but it's been good. It's been good to help get my brain back into school mode. 
after all that stuff and then all those weeks of in-service where it's like your brain is in like you know this weird mode of like i'm in school but i'm only talking about like data binders and administrative stuff and yeah insurance that i don't understand like i <laughs> like sorry so I'm at school, but I'm not like in school mode, right? And so yeah. it's been helpful for it. Sort of jump started me into like, oh yes, this is this is what we do here, right? We do this, right. okay, got it. We learn, we learn, we learn, right? Classroom yes. activities, learning folders, right? Like, aha, here we go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so like, oh yes, yes, here we go. Now, so this week was good for that kind of like finally. After the first couple weeks of dealing with all that weirdness, like, ah, okay. Now we're in there. Plus all the, like, the first couple weeks of all, there's really weird anyway, because it's like, you know, still getting used to being back in school, like, learning the kids' behavior patterns, like, Mm -hmm. just kind of learning about them. Okay, you clearly can't sit by that person, right? Like you, (laughs) wait a minute here. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Yeah. So, sort of sorting through all of that and like all that stuff and like all the newness that's happening and everything. So it's like, sure. Finally, this week was like, aha, yes, right. This is this is what's happening. Okay, this is what we do. Yeah. Yes. I think it was the prospect of the geology unit coming up. I was like, oh, oh, right. The thing I like to do. Okay, here we go. got excited. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Understandable. Understandable. Okay. Because the first unit's kind of cool, and the kids like it and stuff, but it's not, like, very... It's not super interesting. It's not super... It's just about, like, methodology and, like, the parts of the scientific method and what's an independent variable, right? Not the most riveting. Important, but not super exciting. <laughs> so, but like I said, they did good on their little quiz. A lot of us did pretty good. So, I feel good about it. I made my little notes about things I need to do different. I do that. I tried to do that. I started doing that last year. I tried to like mm. actively take notes at the end and be like, this needs to be different now. <laughs> like, uh. I need to do this thing better. Right. Like, yeah. Focus more on this area because I didn't do very good at that, right? <clears throat> sure. So well, that, that self review is hard, right? That's not it is. Yeah. Especially when you're excited about geology and you just want to talk about like <laughs> geology thing. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to have to worry about it connecting it, you know, just it's very it's easy to get excited about it. I understand. I understand. Yeah. But I tried to do that a little bit, so I made some changes to this that's from last year, and so we'll see. It's a, just a process, right? Just yeah. a, trying to Preach. evolve it and Preach make it. sure it's improving and you're doing good stuff. So it's also really annoying that like I do that, and then like the administration like yells at yells at everybody for like not doing that, and like but but look, but look I here, look at my post-it notes. Look at all my post-it notes. 
Look at them. Look at my post notes. Look. <laughs> look. Look at Like, the I'm dog. feeling attacked right now, and I didn't even do anything. Right. <laughs> this is not me. I'm not me. Yeah, you should just stand then, up. Stand up in the middle of that meeting and be like, well, I'm glad they aren't talking to me, and walk out. See how they feel. Yeah, that would go well. That would probably end badly. So yeah. I <laughs> do not recommend. Uh. Problem. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, but yeah, nice. Well, that's a lot of ex- a lot of a lot of stuff going on too. So, yes, cool. a lot of stuff. Yes, sorry, I hijacked the conversation. Oh, you're good. You're fine. Fine. you're fine. You're fine. Part of us, what we do. <laughs> that's true. Well, it is what uh, we do. We'll uh, we'll jump off here and let Aaron go. Continue to rest his throat, and uh, hopefully he'll have a voice soon. Should we talk about? Should we talk about the upcoming? That's all right. What? Should we mention the upcoming? Uh, oh, challenge yes. plan. Yes, yes. Challenge. Talk about about that. I finalize it for us, so that I know what to buy. Uh, now well, see, the thing is, is I forgot what book we decided we were going to read. So. <laughs> well, I didn't either. That's why we're oh. finalizing it now. Oh yes, just right. so I can, because uh, I want to okay. make sure that. So we, I didn't got anything either. We decided that we had not read. Uh, the Outsiders, right? The Outsiders, yes, yes. The Outsiders by uh, so this sorry, uh, this is linked back to our uh, high school reading list challenge, uh, where we were going to go and read books that you were supposed to have read uh, it, during high school, or and, recommended uh, to have read, recommended, uh, right. yes, that they recommend like all high schoolers read, uh, and whether we had read them and then promptly forgot them because that's been a moon or two ago Uh, Uh, we don't need to talk about that that's fine (laughs) or we never read them but they were on a list anyway and um so we parsed through a couple different lists they're basically all the same uh and um decided that what we just kind of threw a dart and one of the books that came out was the outsiders that uh we had not uh we had not read um at all and so we decided we were going to read it. And that was by uh, C.S.E. Hinton. Yes. So. There we go. Forgot so we're going to. Yeah. You know, I had to look. So I, yeah. Yes. I've been. Sne- I've been sne- Hopefully you'll remember it after this. Uh, yeah. I think it, I also think it'd be. I just wanted to see kind of what we've tackled lots of other media in our challenges. Uh, we haven't really done a book because it's a little more difficult. Right. Longer format. Uh, maybe not than a Bollywood movie, but um, still haven't finished that one. Finished. So. <laughs> so we'll see. This is a great. This is also uh, partially an experiment to see if we can actually do it <laughs> and commit to, do to doing this. Uh, so <laughs> Colin's gonna get halfway through it. It's a short book, though, so that's good. Uh, yes. So what I propose is that. Um, I don't know. There aren't different versions of this. I don't think. Anyway, what I'm proposing. I don't think so. Is we um, read, try and do like a book club, try and read a chapter each week, or and come talk about it, or or what? What are your what? What are your? That's what I think. Um, to help at least chunk through this, so we're not like wait till we all read the book and then and then talk about it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that would be good. Okay. I don't know how long the chapters are because I don't have it in my hand because I didn't. 
try to get it yet because I didn't know if that was going to be the final version of this challenge. Fair enough. I mean, the whole book is not long at all, so I can't imagine. <clears throat> I don't know. They don't seem very long. Yeah, I don't know if you want to do like one chapter or like a like two or whatever, just depending on let's, the thing. But like, let's set it reasonable for us, and let's the first. Okay. Let's just d- d- devote to reading the first chapter. Uh, all right one chapter and and we'll keep keep us updated i know if, you, if you're ordering it or whatever uh w- it might not be the next episode maybe the episode after that uh to read the first yeah that's chapter. probably a good idea yeah so we'll plan on reading that yeah i think we'll do that not next week but the next one the week after aaron um, how do you feel about this plan because you're the busy one right now yeah <laughs> oh, hey, ooh, official. Okay. Yes. Yeah, don't buy the bo- don't buy the movie. There's a movie called The Outsiders. <laughs> don't buy that and then watch it and I'll... then tell us you read the book and then we'll watch the movie. It's true. That's true, but I was thinking you might want the audio book because you could listen to that on the on the way to work, man. Just like bust it out. Um, I was pulling up on Amazon right do. now, and uh, I could probably get it in a few days to a week. Think about it. Uh, <laughs> there, oh, okay. the study guide. No, I don't know that one. Um, if if we're if we're just if we're just doing like uh, like a chapter, yeah, night, that's probably yeah. Pretty yeah. Cool. I think that's what we do. Um, uh. To keep it manageable, and then again, if we one? start going like, uh, if there's yeah, if like these chapters are two pages long, we can do more. <laughs> yes, yeah, we'll go from there. We'll start with the first one and see. No, 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 no. Yeah, I can. Uh, steps. Right. I, it, it, yes, this is yes. All, that's, this is the, that's the challenge with, uh, that we are setting before ourselves, copy uh, and this may continue with or, other books uh, down the line, or uh, may even though it would be easier. Crash with this one. Like a hard copy of it. Uh, no way to know. No way to know. We gotta try it. So, uh, so listeners, if you want to read along <laughs> to the Outsiders coming soon, that, if you read it before or you've never read it, also. Oh, I don't want to. Move if you read it before, I'll, it's your I'll, favorite book. I'll, Get ready to save it. be I'll mad at us. Disappointed, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I don't. And then, yeah, we'll just <laughs> preemptively <laughs> apologize <laughs> for all the Essie Hinton fans yeah, out yeah, there. That is uh, true. We are about to just brutally probably not get in the entire gist of this book or anything. So again, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to know because well, interesting. Here's the thing, right? More, yeah. That I'm I'm interested in. Partially because this is on the the recommended reading, reading list for high school students because this is about like kids. This is about like exactly. teenagers, right? Yes. The book is about teenagers. Yes, and I am in my late thirties, so like not teenagers. What is the book? Yeah, what is yeah. the book? How does that register resonate with me now? I, I will say that right? most most of the ones on the list were like nothing but like angsty teenagers and awful relationships and like all this stuff. Well, a lot like, of them are also, well, they're just like your random, like here's all the Charles Dickens and all the, but yeah, I, yes, there's a, a lot of them about the kids like, and about. Yes. 
becoming of adult, you know, like this coming of age books and like challenging like adults and children and the the balance they have in there. So it will definitely be a very interesting read at this stage in life. Uh, For sure. I think for whatever, whatever book we had picked, I think that was going to be on that. So that's true. That's true. Especially from this list. If we would have done like another list of just like best selling books of 20 20 or something like that have been different but like yeah I am interested to see because like if I missed because some of the coming age books I didn't like them when I was that age demographic sure so I'm interested to see if I'm I think it depends on the mood I'm in that day I'm either going to be extremely jaded and be like this is the dumbest thing ever or be like oh yeah I remember being 16 it was awful right like Like, you know it depends on my mood maybe but I feel like it would be interesting to see how it how it resonates with me. I don't know. And again, I'm not even really... We can pick up this conversation next week, maybe. But yeah, like, I'm yeah. not even really sure what the book's about, really. I, no, I, I don't no really idea. have a lot no idea. of exposure. So like, I just, I just sort of title. missed this whole thing entirely. Yeah. So uh, maybe next week we could talk about that kind of at the end. To pre to get ready for the next week of actually so. reading it, but I think that'd be good. All right, okay. Look at cool. that. Look a plan. Oh. Look at us. Look at oh brother having a plan. So rarely happens. <laughs> I need to make notes for this so I don't. <laughs> <forget the> plan. <laughs> okay, there you go. Cool. Yeah, we could like read this. I'm gonna read the summary and I'm gonna give my thoughts on what I think the book might be about. There we go. That's all <laughs> there we go. I like that. Okay. Oh, you have thoughts. All right. I will also try to procure it so that I can have it. Although, the literature of ancient Sumer, that looks exciting. Focus. Get down to Focus. Oh, sorry. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh. All right. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Sounds good. Fair enough. Uh, I love it. Uh, and I hope you guys, uh, Aaron. I hope your voice gets better uh, for the, yeah, the rest get some of the some tea and honey, Aaron. That's what honey you need in your life right now. Don't don't talk for the next the twenty four hours. Uh, <laughs> save your <laughs> some tea and honey. No problem. Yeah, be good. Tea and honey, lots of that. And uh, yeah, he was posted. And uh, love you guys. Love you too. Bye. Love you too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>